Well, what a privilege it is to stand before you this morning and open up God's Word and celebrate the day that God became man and dwelt among us. That's what we're going to do this morning. We're going to celebrate the day that God became man and dwelt among us. In Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14, we read this. Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. His name shall be called Emmanuel, meaning God with us. Folks, 2,000 years ago, God became man and dwelt among us. He entered into human history and came and dwelt in our, in, 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 on, on this earth. Think about the magnitude and the enormity of that. The God who spoke creation into existence. The God who created heaven, full of all of its glory, left heaven, full of that glory, and came and dwelt among us. Why? Why did Jesus come? Why did he have to come? He came because he loved us. John 3.16, say this with me. You see up here on the board, if you don't know it, John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. I think all of us have memorized that in a different translation. So as you said that, some of you went by the one that was up here. Others of you memorized it in the King James Version, some in the NIV. So we were kind of all over the place there. But, but God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have eternal life. The Lord Jesus came to this earth to reconcile us to God. You see, when Adam and Eve sinned in the Garden of Eden, they set into motion a plague that, that infected all of humanity. This plague called sin is something that every single person is born with. The, there is no way of escaping it. There is no way of hiding ourselves from it. And there is no way of keeping our children from being born with it. Scripture makes that abundantly clear. In Ecclesiastes 7.20, we read, Surely there is not a righteous man on earth who does good and never sins. There is no person outside of Jesus Christ that has ever walked the face of this earth that lived their lives righteously from the moment they were born until the moment they died. No single person except for Jesus Christ. Romans 3.23, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. This is, makes it abundantly clear that every single person has been born with this plague called sin. And not only are we born with it, but this sin actually condemns us. You know, this morning, as I was preparing um, for both our Christmas Eve service and our Christmas morning service, you know, I was really praying about, Lord, what is it that you want me to share with your people this morning? 
You know, I don't think there's any better message than a message of salvation, than the message of what Jesus came to rescue us from. And that's why we've looked at this over the past couple of days. So if you were here with us last night, you're, you're hearing a similar message this morning. Because this morning, or this afternoon, or over the course of, of, of our Christmas break, you're going to gather around your tables with lost people, aren't you? You're going to gather with people that do not have a relationship with Jesus Christ. And it's important for them to understand that we celebrate Christmas because, not because of the gifts, not because of lights and trees and all that. But we celebrate Christmas because of what Jesus Christ did for us on the cross. And so as we continue this morning, Romans 6.23 says that the wages of sin is death because of our sin. What we deserve is death. And this death that this passage speaks of is an eternal death. An eternal death in a place called hell. Folks, I want you to know that hell is a real place. And for those who choose to reject Jesus, they will spend eternity in hell. Matthew twenty five forty one says, Then he will say to those on his left, Depart from me, you cursed, into eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. Hell is a real place, but notice who hell was created for. Hell was not made for you and I, was it? Hell was not made for any of us in this room. Hell was made for Satan and his demons. Heaven was made for us. Heaven was made to be our, our eternal dwelling place. And that's why Jesus came. Jesus came to reconcile us to God the Father. And to provide for us the free gift of salvation, which is eternal life, for those who place their hope and faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's what the second part of Romans 6.23 speaks of here. It says, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. The greatest gift that any of us have, has ever received is a gift of salvation if we're a believer. If you're not a believer this morning, then I want you to know there is no greater gift that you could receive this morning than eternal life. An eternal life by placing your faith and trust in Jesus Christ. 2 Corinthians 5.21 says, For our sake he made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Do you see what Jesus did for you and I? He became sin. He took all of our sin upon himself and died for those sins so that you and I do not have to die eternally for them. He took our plague upon himself and died. Folks, if you don't know Jesus this morning, then I cannot think of a better day than Christmas morning to give your life over to Jesus Christ. It was almost 33 years ago on Easter Sunday that Jesus Christ saved me from my sins. And I will never forget that day. I'll never forget the significance of that day being Easter Sunday. And you too will never forget the day that you give your life over to Jesus Christ Especially if you do it on such a, a, an important day as Christmas is. How do you come to Jesus? How do you enter into a relationship with Jesus Christ? As you sit around your table this afternoon with people from your family that do not have a relationship with Jesus Christ, do you know how to lead them 
to faith? Do you know how to point them um, to Jesus Christ? You know, how do you come to know Jesus Christ? The first thing that you have to do is you have to admit that you are a sinner. Admit that your sin has condemned you to an eternity separated from God in a place called hell. You have to admit that you're a sinner, and then you must repent of those sins and say, Jesus, forgive me for my sins. And recognize that those sins have called you, caused you to fall short of God's glory. And then you also turn to Jesus for salvation. Cry out to him to be your Lord. And cry out to him to be your Savior. Romans 10.9 says, If you confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. So we have to repent of our sins. And we have to confess Jesus to be our Lord and Savior. And then we make a commitment that we're going to live our lives for Jesus Christ every single day of our lives. So this afternoon or this week, as you are interacting with a lost person, ask them, do you know Jesus Christ? If they don't, point them and show them how they can enter into a relationship with Jesus Christ. C.S. Lewis, in his book, Mere Christianity, wrote these words. He said, the Son of God became a man to enable men to become sons of God. You know why Jesus came to this earth? He came to reconcile us to God the Father. And he came so that you and I can enter into a relationship with him and become eternal sons of God. Jesus came to this earth so that you and I could be called sons of God. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to John chapter 1. And we're going to look at John chapter 1, verses 1 through 14. John chapter 1, beginning in verse 1, says this. In the beginning was the Word. And the Word, the Word that this passage speaks of is Jesus Christ. So in the beginning was Jesus. And Jesus was with God. And the Word was with God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to bear witness about the light that all might believe through him. He was not the light. He came to bear witness about the light. The true light, which gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own did not receive him. Notice verse 12. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. That's an important passage of scripture there. Because when you and I enter into a relationship with Jesus Christ, we become sons of God. We become co-heirs with Christ. Continue reading with me in verse 13. It says, Who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Verse 14. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we have seen his glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. 
That is why we are here this morning, to celebrate this very fact. Jesus came and dwelt among us to provide a way for us to be reconciled to God. What does this word reconcile mean? What does it mean to be reconciled? It means this. It means to make straight. It means to make something that is broken straight. When, when you enter into a relationship with Jesus Christ, your broken, sin-filled life is all of a sudden made straight and made right. It is reconciled. Your relationship is no longer on a collision course with hell, but you're on a collision course with the Lord Jesus Christ because you have secured your eternal salvation through Christ. That's what it means to be reconciled. This morning, our friend Peggy McDonald is in the, is in a rehab center. Last week, she fell in the parking lot of her apartment complex and she literally shattered her wrist. When the doctors opened up her arm, they said that her wrist looked like kibbles and bits. I mean, it was just broken that bad. Do you know what that doctor did? That doctor reconciled Peggy's arm. And you see up here, you can't see real good, but you can kind of see what that doctor did. That doctor put plates and put screws and put all kinds of things to enable her arm to be reconciled. And that's exactly what Jesus Christ will do for you if you don't know Jesus this morning. He will take your broken, sin-filled, plague life and he will reconcile you to God the Father. He will forgive you of those sins. He will cleanse you and he will purify you and he will set you free so that you can be reconciled to God the Father. It's kind of like there's this giant chasm where you have God on one side and you have man on the other side. And the the only way to get from here to God is by placing your faith and trust in Jesus Christ. And what Jesus did is he bridged the gap between, between us and God. So when you place your faith in Jesus, you have access to God the Father. And so this morning, if you do not know Jesus Christ, I want to invite you to make the greatest decision you could ever make, and that is to give your life to Jesus Christ. I want to conclude with this passage of Scripture found in 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Says this in verse 16, for now on, therefore, we regard no one according to the flesh. Even though we once regarded Christ according to the flesh, we regard him thus no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. And all this is from God, who through Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against against them and entrusting to us the message of reconciliation. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ, God making his appeal through us. We implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. For our sake, he made him to be sin who knew no sin so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. The ministry of reconciliation. It's an amazing thing when you think about it. How, how our, our broken, sin-filled lives can be reconciled to God. But that's exactly what Jesus Christ is able to do. He's able to take us and cleanse us and forgive us and make our lives right. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if you, or it says in, in this version, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. 
Behold, the new has come. You know what Jesus does? He gives you a brand new life. He gives you a brand new start. So if you don't know Jesus this morning, then I want to invite you on this Christmas morning to give your life over to Jesus Christ. Acknowledge that you're a sinner. Repent of those sins. Cry out to Jesus to be your Lord and Savior. And on this, on this day, be reconciled to God the Father. Let's stand together. And as we stand, Bill's going to come and he's going to lead us in, a, in, in an invitation song. If there's a decision you need to make, you come. If you need to come this morning and give your life to Jesus, I'm going to be right here at the front and would love to share with you how you can give your life to Jesus. If you're here this morning and you've been visiting this church a while and the Lord is leading you to become a part of Friendship Baptist Church, we invite you to come be a part of this faith family. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father God, we come before you this morning just once again thanking you, Lord Jesus, just for the gift of eternal life that comes when we place our faith and trust in you and when we repent of our sins. Lord, if there's someone here this morning that does not have a relationship with you, I pray this morning they'll make the greatest decision that they could ever make, and that is to repent of their sins and place their faith and trust in you, turn from their old lifestyle and begin a new life with you on this Christmas morning. Father, if there is some here this morning that's been visiting this church a while and you're leading them to become a a part of this faith family, Lord, we invite them to come and make Friendship Baptist Church their, their local expression of faith where they worship week in and week out. Father, during this invitation time, just move. Just move and stir the hearts of men, women, students, and children. For it's in the name of Jesus we pray. Amen.